Good afternoon. It's the Too Much Debt Podcast. I am David. I host this thing along with my son and my partner live in studio, Dylan Shivery. You know, in an ideal world, uh, I don't I don't talk hockey with you. I don't talk puck with you during these NHL's uh, Western Conference Finals. Uh, unfortunately, we host a, a sports podcast together, mm-hmm. and so it, it we kind of have to. And I know we have a segment coming up um, specifically for that reason, and I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, there's really not much you can say that would that would upset me. Mm. I, I really, I mean, really, like outside of because this series thus far, we'll get into this in a minute, has not been contentious. It's been close. It's been great. But uh, it's not like the first round series against the Wild, Stars Wild, where you had your known enemies immediately, like first period of game one. You're like, oh, that fuck that guy. And then also fuck that guy. We don't have that. So it's fine. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm a very thick skinned sports fan. I, I take issue with people who may be on Twitter who I don't interact with regularly, who just I, pop in just, was something um, it's seemingly the, unfunny. It's the people who pop in when you're down and no other time. Exactly. Who and are it, the worst. In a way that's not even funny or clever. Right. Just like, boom, take that, man. And you're like. Like Texas loses yeah. to Kansas in football and some guy I've never seen before like decides to, to you know stop by and dunk on me real quick and then goes on about his way. That guy sucks. Tampa Bay Lightning fans, for example, a few years ago. Ning. The, stars, the Ning. Well, I don't call him that. Okay. Uh, a few years ago, uh, I had heard from a number of them just out of nowhere. And it just, it wasn't, some people will DM and be like, Hey man, hope we have a good series. You want to do, put a little something on the line, blah, blah, blah. I engage that. That's fine. But yeah, it's just the drive-bys with no, with no humor or comedic value. It's like, well, what do you want me to do with this? Do you think I'm going to engage with this tweet? Here's a guy who I'd like to engage with. Yeah. It's KJ Ellis. <clears throat> Good afternoon. Um, I've got nothing to add to this hockey segment that we're going to get into here in a moment uh, that we're pretty getting into, but I'm very, very happy to be here. Um, I guess I could say I'm just disappointed that this series has not featured any nachos being salted by Salt Bay. That's the one thing I've noticed in the first two games. I think about that every time they show the little (laughs) fake castle situation, which was about we were close to the fake castle at Dylan's bachelor party. Right? Yeah. We were right yeah. over there. Were we not like against it? Yeah. Yeah. Like we could walk up and touch it. I believe it's the same space now. And that, is, of course, is where Salt Bay, noted <laughs> Turkish guy, noted restaurateur, air salted my chose. He did. And I think about him. I've, we've, we're two games deep, and I've thought about him each game. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think about him sometimes too, and I wonder how many. How many other dishes he has fake salted in his lifetime? I think it's exclusively chose. Do you think he's actually salted more dishes or fake salted more dish, dishes in his lifetime? Given the fact that he probably gets stopped for pictures, I would say no less than 200 times per week, I, I think he's fake salted more than he's real salted. Do you think every picture he poses for, he holds up the, yes. the salt pose? And I, I he doesn't, uh, for this for purposes of this podcast, he doesn't have to actually... Uh, let the salt go. Just he just has to have the pose for yeah. a fake salt. You're, um, I took a picture with Lil Dicky one time. Mm-hmm. Dave is his real name, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and every time he does the the little dick thing, he holds up the, his fingers like that for every single picture he ever takes with anyone, and I love it. It's so funny. I did two pictures with him on that cruise, and both times, little dick. <laughs> Noted small cock. Is that worth? Is that worse than? Wow, that's full blown list by me there. Uh, is that worse than going back? Uh, I don't know why I added a T this time, and going back for seconds. Uh, at samples at Costco or getting like a second picture from a celebrity on the same cruise. Um, what? Or were you on like a panel? How did you end up? You said you took two pictures with a little dicky. Oh on yeah. That, that is a little weird. So like, did you, you go back that. for seconds? Like what's the scenario oh, in which you're yeah. like, Oh, okay. I, I, see, twice. I see what you're asking. He was on the same cruise ship with us the entire time. Most artists, um, flew in, did their set, flew out, not little dicky. He was poolside. He went to the beach uh, when we went to the beach. He was hanging out the entire time. He he was close to us during the uh, Tyga concert on the ship. Tyga Tyga flew in, did his his set, flew out. Little Dick, he was just he was just one of the people. This was before he was like really really famous though. He's kind of just low key famous at the time. Still got bops, though. Dylan, what you just explained, you really set the scene, but you did not ask answer KJ's question. It, Why did you go back for a second photo? It, um, because it was available, because, it sounds like. <laughs> because it was LD, a.k.a. Mr. Leftward Sloping Penis. Okay. It was, it was a good time. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, I guess that does compare to going back and getting seconds at Costco at the sample yeah, table. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> This guy's never been to Costco or something. I don't know. No, I just doesn't get it. The best place to get to get samples from is at the mall, food court mall from the Chinese place. Mm-hmm. Walk mm-hmm. by. I saw toothpicks in my pocket. Every every pair of pants, just extra toothpicks. Is that right? <laughs> no. Just a lot of teriyaki chicken. <laughs> Bourbon chicken, twelve ways. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, follow us on social media. A lot of people don't know this is more than a podcast. It's a it's a piece of digital media. And we have an Instagram, the Too Much Dip Pod on Instagram. We also have a Twitter, Too Much Dip Podcast on Twitter. I think that's right. That's T-O-O, not the number two. You could probably figure that out, but some people have trouble with that, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Some people might go T-O. That they would be really embarrassing. You shouldn't have trouble with that. Um, also, can we get that tweet, Randy? <laughs> This is your young Jamie moment. We're going to need the tweet. A uh, friend of the show, friend of the company, old pal Kayla Habe posted something today. And since this is a uh, meat smokers adjacent pod, we like to talk grilling when the time is right. We're going to talk some grilling. Kayla posted that uh, a gentleman invited her to grill, grills in quotes here, yesterday. Someone I don't think I don't know how familiar she is with this guy lives in the apartment complex, I'm assuming. But she posted a photo of said meats on said grill. And the results I found shocking. This is a very sad grill scene, Dave. And as someone who takes smoking meats very seriously and grilling meats for that matter, this has got to just absolutely repulse you. So I wanted to come up with some clever like response to her tweet. However, this is so poorly done as far as the ground beef to which we later found out was for burgers. I thought maybe there was some method that I just didn't know about. And I was scared of looking like a dummy and getting called out. 
that I just didn't comment. I hit it with the RT, but I, I was taken aback. This ground meat, ground beef, looks like it was dropped from a helicopter um, <laughs> a, a few hundred yards above the grill and just splatted on there. Did it go through the blades first? Like, I don't really understand. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. I see no, no semblance of a patty formed at all. Is this tube dispersed? Like, uh, it, I don't even know what you describe, but tubes of ground beef that you will see. You, tube yes. beef, if you will. So he slices or opens up one side and he's just squeezing it out like a breakfast sausage. sausage. Yes, exactly. I think that's what's going on here. It's it, still completely inexcusable. He, 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 he so, seasoned the ground beef as it was sitting there. Instead of being like, this looks like shit. I, I might want to form these better or spread it out more evenly. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to season it as is. Yeah. The season is not even evenly dispersed. It, it like you, we talked salt bay a few minutes ago. I don't know why I said that so Irish. <laughs> salt bay. We talked salt bay. Yeah, we talked salt bay and he's missing a meat. Uh, it looks like he attempted to use the mustard for the binder. As a lot of people know, Mitt Romney especially, you can uh, have binders full of anything. This is a binder for meat. You can't really taste the mustard. It's just there to hold on the seasoning and let it soak in. This is so poor. And then it, the the shish, the the vegetable skewer, which he got defeated and he took the mushroom caps off. He's going to let those go solo. This is I've got so many questions. And we're not going to get uh, the answer because she's not on the show. But man, what the fuck? Are you, is anyone at all concerned about the E. coli here of the raw vegetables and raw meat in such proximity? The raw meat is too close to the vegetables. Yes. There's going to be some interaction. Ideally, the heat takes care of all that. Uh, My biggest concern here is that. uh, Sure about that? Yeah, it should. My biggest concern here is that, not my biggest concern, but he used (laughs) this picture to entice Kayla to come hang out with him. Like he was, this is a flirtatious attempt and and just talk about the worst way to set the tone boy the mushrooms really are sad her tweet really um <laughs> really nailed it it's just a sad mushroom dylan i want to know if she hung out with this this young man though yeah i thought about inquiring we should just we should just have her on just to talk about this <laughs> yeah I, I had hopes that this would go viral in uh grilling twitter this if this gets posted <sighs> I... on reddit this absolutely goes off I just uh, like, there's just so much, I don't know what's going on with the bracelets. Um, I don't know what's going on with like, we know this is an apartment grill, so I'm not going to judge like the quality of the grill or the extent of the cleanliness of it. We know that those times can be tough, but geez, oh Pete, I just, <laughs> let's just say that the others, the Wisconsin, that's me. my dad. Let's just, uh, let's, let's just food aside. This is the worst angled, framed, cropped, and like lit photo that you could possibly ever try to like use as a, hey, you up photo. And as somebody who has tried and, you know, to moderate to absolutely no success, you tried to use like the apartment grill pool picture invite. Like this just ain't it, man. This just ain't it. Yeah. And. We, we find out in a follow-up tweet that he was making burgers. Um, so we should just note for the listeners who are just – they're pa- we're painting a very, very nice photo for them, nice picture in their head. There is no way anything remotely close to a patty formed on this. Like KJ said, it, it is a squeezed – he just squeezed the ground beef and then threw some mustard and salt and pepper on him. 
You failed, sir. Into like the Slipknot logo. Like there's not even a understandable okay. disbursement <laughs> like straight across the grill. I like, oh man. I don't yeah. know. Slipknot Anyhow. said it best. F it all, F this world. <laughs> F everything that you stand for. People are sick. People are saying. Mm. Um, shame. Shame. You know, I bet this guy wasn't rocking uh, Academy, R-O-W, Academy Row. No chance. No, he didn't have the swag to pull that off. We were. We were last <laughs> week when we did a live stream. Uh, yeah. We were both rocking it. I'm rocking the shoes you right now. got the shoes on right now. Producer dude. Randy's rocking the shoes. Can't take them off. You got to step up your fit, your meat smoking fit, your apartment grill fit, whatever fit. Step it up for getting in the zone or just out for the day. Row is a collection of on-trend Closet staples made for whatever you're up for. It won't weigh you down with loud neons, oversized logos, or impractical fabrics. No, 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 no. Row includes a classic color palette and inclusive tailored fits that will always be on trend. Dylan and I happened to be wearing the same shirt last Thursday. I'm not saying he stole my look. He's not saying I stole his look, but he could if he wanted to, and I could do the same. Their clothes are very comfortable. The shoes included, by the way. Clothes are very comfortable. Uh, They fit just right. They're not too nipply like a lot of... Uh, I was worried about the nip. Like a, not a, a lot of competing athletic shirts are. You're a nipply guy. I'm a nipply guy. I was looking at the two of us, and the nips were perfectly yep. contained, which is you love to see it when you see that kind of athleisure wear. I was rocking the Adam shorts. You seen those? As was I, David. Very comfortable. They are. Very breathable. Yeah. Durable. Yeah. I've worn them to the gym. So now I've done home, gym, your backyard to grill. Well, catch me in the gym this week wearing Academy's right-of-way clothing. We'll be looking out for it, man. Hidden pockets. They got extra storage without the distraction. Man, phenomenal. If you're looking for reliable staples and an accessible price point, then shop Row. That's R-O-W. Sold exclusively at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Visit academy.com slash row or a location near you to shop today. We got to talk golf. Oh, yeah. KJ, I know you were dialed. For a moment, I think we should all just take, you know, a beat and just say, damn, those live, guy, live guys are great. Right? I'm not beating It that. was just, KJ. I'm kidding. What are we doing? I'm kidding. Um, I was very happy for Brooks Kepka. even more happy that we consumed full swing. And I'll just stick to the first point here. Um, because without seeing, although it be very staged, very framed, very made for TV, the conversation he had with his mom regarding Scotty Scheffler and like what's going through his mind, I don't know that I would have enjoyed Brooks's master's experience and then winning this to the level that I did. I joke a lot about the live tie and all of that. Like that's a whole separate conversation. I think just the individual player and being able to either like or hate Brooks as a, as, as a golfer, like from a fan standpoint. Um, I think having had that conversation where he came off as more human than we've seen him in the public public eye in years past to follow it up with this type of turnaround. Like, I mean, he's a master's at the, well, that's a stupid way to say it, but you know, you remove that Sunday from the masters and like, that's what, has given Scotty Scheffler his name was like reeling off two back-to-back majors in what 2021 and like every or I guess 2022 and everybody's like taking notice 
if Brooks had done that this year, we're like, okay, here we go again. Is Brooks, you know, is Brooks going to turn around? He's going to go three for four this year. Like it would have been, um, really, really special. But yesterday, I think given our recent history with him, I was blown away by it. Brooks Kepka is one of the few golfers who, when playing their best, they feel like they're unbeatable. He had the stretch, of course, a few years ago when he was just winning major after major, and it felt like if he brought his A game, you couldn't. You everyone else was playing for second. Uh, there are a few guys like that. Brooks is absolutely one of them. Considering the run he went on a few years ago that I just mentioned. Yes, I know that he's gone through some struggles of late, but you knew that he was going to figure it out at some point, and when he did, he was going to start stacking them up again. The guy is – I don't like him. I think I've said that many times, but his his killer instinct is pretty undeniable at this point. He had it going, and when he has it going like that, I mean, good luck to everybody else. Yeah, he's got the killer gene. We saw that. I mean, what, this was his fifth major – He's seemingly unflappable. He doesn't get bothered if he has a bad hole, if he makes a bogey like he did on the nine yesterday. Um, like, he moves on, and that's what the great ones do. Five puts him into pretty rare territory, ties him with uh, Byron Nelson, Lord Byron Nelson, among others. Sevy. Sevy. My only issue with Brooks as of late is just the only thing that bothers me at this point is when he acts too cool for golf. That's it. That's the only thing. <laughs> it's like, dude, I wish he would practice just, that or like the lift thing will never not bother me at least a little bit, but I hear you. It bothers me less than this just because like there was that moment in full swing where he's what they show him and he, what's he has the comment at, uh, he's at waste management. He's like, this feels like a real sport. Like, Talking oh, yeah. about talking about the stadium hole. It's like, dude, <laughs> like, don't, man. Like, just enjoy what you're doing. I don't know. He he is uh he has benefited from full swing more than anybody because he was, although like y'all said, it was very felt very produced and packaged. It did feel like he was a sympathetic figure in that because he was hurt. He dealt a lot with issue with injury issues. He lost his game. He was pretty open about that. And, I mean, coming off the Masters, like you said, like, dude, he absolutely imploded. Uh, he was in the lead. He should have won that. I mean, I think most people thought, well, this is his. He's going to finally get his green jacket. He imploded. I mean, like, his from the first tee, absolutely pulled one and was out of it. And I don't know. He seems to be well-liked by even the PGA guys still. You saw Rory there, gave him a big hug. Uh, you know, of course, fan favorite Michael Block was there to dap him up, as was former foe Bryson DeChambeau. And I guess that beef is squashed. I think both of them were kind of playing into it. I don't think they really ever hated each other. But the live angle doesn't really bother me because I just kind of come to terms with like, okay, if they've got if they've got DJ Brooks, Bryson DeChambeau, and Cam Smith, like Someone, someone from that four is going to win a major in the next few years, and of course it's Brooks. Uh, really, really weird weekend from DJ. You don't really hear much from him at all. Uh, Patrick Reed Thursday wasn't he in it? Uh, not in it, but he was. I, I I don't remember specifically, but I thought he was 
somewhat relevant Thursday, but again, I don't remember hearing his name after that. Yeah, a lot of people were relevant Thursday. Uh, <laughs> I know. I realize. No, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to make you look silly. You did it to yourself. Dave, you, well, had, yeah, I, you had two consecutive tweets that I thought were pretty strong. Uh, the weaker of the two, in my opinion, is the one who went, that went kind of by. I thought the block is hot one. Should have got more love, but I think that's probably a reference that fewer people I think got. I think it's a there's a lot of people who claim to be uh, Lil Wayne fans, and not a lot of people know about the Block Is Hot era. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, thank you. I, I thought that one was good too. Yeah. It was kind of a heat check. Um, yeah, not shocked that that fell. Golf Twitter wasn't really in on the Block Is Hot tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Can I uh, do a quick uh, mea culpa and, and, and ask you gentlemen to educate the ignorant uh, minority audience, including myself here? Oh, but, yeah. By count. Uh, I did throw unnecessary um, shade, if you will, into the group chat. One very deserving note that Michael Block, correct. What's his first name? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't Okay, I'm, I'm not intentionally trying to disrespect. Uh, his hat, Friday, Saturday, whatever, atrocious. Don't know. I, again, if it's I a find bad out hat, it's KJ. like renal cancer awareness week or something, like, it's just a terrible hat. It wasn't a it renal cancer hat. <laughs> I, it made me think like Raw is war the whole time I was looking at it. I just could not stop thinking about wrestling. No, um, I think the idea is that he was going to raw dog the course. <laughs> what so aside from the hat, socks. nothing that i said or like my hope for him to be kinbone is deserved uh i hope his checks all clear now sell me on the like not importance but how special was his weekend extremely extremely um finished top 15 finished 15th at oak hill too yeah at oak hill Le leg legendary so he's a he's a club pro i think he gets paid like 125 dollars per like golf lesson got it to put that in perspective i don't know do you know how he got into this tournament dave so yeah you a few club pros play in this every year because the obviously the pga is put on by the pga of america right mm -hmm. so he qualified to play in it he's played in it before and of course, he makes the cut. He's kind of becomes a subplot to all of this. And even if he had gone out yesterday and shot 75, he still made the cut and it's still cool. And he was still very grateful to be there. Instead, he gets paired up with Rory, which probably a really good guy to get paired up with because Rory's Rory is at a point in his career that he like understands that like this is kind of a big moment and this will be a story so he's gonna yeah. help the guy along the way it's gonna say he appreciates the moment probably much better than a lot of other golfers the, would. the fact that he he aced 15 mm -hmm. i i couldn't believe it i had honestly not I, I didn't see it live when they showed it because i was watching hockey on my phone or on my laptop and i had it on my phone and i saw the shot and i saw the ball disappear and i was like i didn't know yeah. it went in because i didn't have sound on 
That was insane. Like you said, even if he had fired an 82 yesterday and just fell completely out of- you That's know, a cool story. It's still like a really cool story. Mm -hmm. He's still a name you're going to know. He still cashes a pretty big check. But to shoot, was he one over or even? It was even, I think, wasn't he, yesterday? Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe one over. Two. But to ace in front of Rory and get like the Rory hug, and then to get up and down on 18 and to save par, which should not have happened. That was an a incredible par save. The whole thing was just like goosebumps, fairy tale kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, now he's, he's got an exemption to the Colonial. He'll be playing. He's playing Colonial this week. So yeah, what really capped it off was, so he had to make that putt. If he missed that putt, he would no longer be eligible to for next year. He's going to play Valhalla next year's yeah. PGA. So he's eligible for that. Had he missed that putt, he would not have been. That's not to say he couldn't have somehow made it back. But, uh, yeah, that was a huge putt. And, dude, he made a lot of big putts. Like, he was from 10 feet watching him Saturday. That dude, that dude's got some game. And shout out to him for knowing. Somebody probably told him, like, dude, you can't go out there on Sunday with the raw hat. You got to just put on, like, a generic tailor-made hat. And he did, to his credit. Mm-hmm. And – he did the always somewhat dicey, could get real awkward walk and talk interview with uh, with the booth in the AirPods, and yeah. I thought he handled. He was that guy's very very. That guy can handle it. That guy kind of leaned into it a little bit, and I was like, okay. He hand, he handled the interviews and all the publicity extremely well in a very like everyman kind of way. Mm -hmm. You know, he wasn't super polished, but he didn't need to be. He was just like. He seemed like a guy who was playing out of his mind on the biggest stage he'd ever have a chance to play on, and he just he crushed every part of it along he, the way. He called Trevor Immelman Trev, <laughs> which yeah. I was like, okay, we're doing that. He's got a son named Dylan too, which is so sick. Is that right? Yeah, they oh. they had a little interview afterward, and they showed a video of of his son who was at their home club, and he was just like panning the room, like showing everyone getting excited about it. And so they, they, yeah, they talked about his son a bit, and it made him tear up. Great story. Yeah, around. he teared up a number of times. Which the humility was the humility was clear. Um, I, I'll add again from somebody who, and I would say I'm I'm kind of atypical in the sense like I watch a lot of stuff on mute um, for various reasons, mostly like with stuff like this where if it's on the TV, the kids are playing, doing whatever else around the house, closed captions are up. So I was not getting full context of all the backstories a lot of times. And then whenever he kept popping up again with the Raw's war hat, I start, you know, <laughs> going and doing a little bit of research. And then I caught the clip where they showed the restaurant. And I, I guess it was when they said, you know, do you know who set that up or who organized it? And I guess his son was the one who orchestrated like all of the close friends and club members, like watching him live and watch parties can be quite dicey. Uh, I don't know. See Dallas stars bringing people to AAC yesterday. Mm. Um, like the payoff could p potentially be low, but to have moments like that occur, I did eventually. It's like, okay, this is clearly something special. I need to, you know, do some research. Um, clearly he kept safety in the back of his mind and, and, and stayed humble. So I appreciate that of him. Yeah. You know, someone who is a little bit more cynical might say that, this actually didn't happen. In fact, this was just CGI done by the PGA to take 
take the story away from Brooks in a live tour player winning. But there were witnesses on the ground, including our own uh, big game, Britt Merriman, who did see this happen. They did see him, and he was a real person. Um, but this could, this did really work out well if you wanted to, to distract from Brooks winning his fifth major. This was probably the best way to do it. Agreed. Shout out Blockman. Shout out Hove. Yeah. Shout out Victor Hovland. How did it feel when he he put that bunker shot, just embedded it in the side of that little did grassy bank? Did the same bank. identical to <clears throat> what Corey yeah. Connors, Saturday's leader, did. I don't fault him for going for it because he had to. Brooks was in the middle of the fairway. Brooks had been nails. Brooks was going to birdie that hole. But damn, dude. That's that's when they showed his face in slow mo as he's like finishing out his swing and he realizes he just hit it directly into that mound. I fell for him, man. He's got nothing to he's got nothing to hang his head on, head about. Um finished birdied 18 to finish tied for second, his best finish in a major. I love the guy. I was pulling for him. I kind of kind of I came to grips with the fact that he wasn't gonna win. Uh, when Brooks, Brooks birdied the first three or three of the first four holes, which is insane, uh, but I'm just happy for my guy. I'm hoping it's gonna. I'm hoping it's gonna turn around for him one of these days, and he's gonna steal one. The thing that's always held Hovland back, I guess, if you listen to people, is just chipping, just short game, and uh, he held his own. What it did him in, like you said, was on 16. He was only one shot back, but he had to do it to him, and he did, and it did not end well. But that's okay, man. Number one in our hearts. He'll be back, Dave. He'll be back. He's got too much game. Any other highlights or lowlights? Scheffler T2. Um, I don't know much of a highlight there, but. Yeah, he had a great Sunday. Good to see him do well. He had a great Sunday. He posted seven, seven under. Um, he was right there. I was hoping for a book, Brooks collapse and a three-way Scotty Hove. Yeah, same. Brooks playoff. Did- did have you seen anyone's performance feel so up and down all over the map and then post a respectable but like kind of average score like not average i guess respectable score like bryson's like obviously i was on bdc from the, you know thursday's live stream onward ground floor and BDC saturday guy. ground floor bdc guy um Friday and Saturday, it was just one of those things where we're like, okay, I'm not going to get too invested in this. Not really going to, you know, go shoot any, anything online or really call anything because it just seems so haphazard. I think maybe Saturday, was he paired with uh, Brooks Saturday? Yes. Uh, I don't know if that was rain or what, but they showed his shot. I don't know the hole. And in typical Bryson fashion, he completely takes the like, you know, I don't, you, you can use words to describe this. I don't know. Sure. I'd love to the, use some The approach words. he took off the tee was like over the trees, completely like any other person taking this attempt, like would be stupid to try it. Mm-hmm. Brooks played it safe down the straight, you know, laid in the fairway. And fortunately, somehow they both, you know, parred that hole. And so it's like, all right, well, on to the next one. Like everything seemed to be such a grind and an effort for Bryson. Um, but at the end of it, he did not seem like he had lost his like shit like he has in the past. So 
I'm glad to see that Brooks is back. I'm interested to see if this is kind of the beginning of like Bryson also being more relevant uh, in the next few majors. I miss Bryson um, from a content perspective. I hate that he's not on tour week in, week out. If there was a live guy who's going to win, if I had to choose, my pick would have been Bryson just because it's so, he just, it would have just been that much. It's, it would have been so annoying for people that it would have made me happy. Whereas Brooks, it's like, holy shit, this guy's a menace. This dude's got five. He's gonna, he's gonna flirt with double digit major wins if he stays healthy. Um, so, but Bryson, look, he's trimmed up. He's got, he's now at 2,900 calories per day on intake. <laughs> It's down from 5,000 different person. Like he's, he's a, like a shell of himself, former self. It's st- weird to see. And weirdly, uh, still hitting the ball. He'll still hit it really far, but, um, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe the longevity play is the way to go for him, but I, I do miss him week in week out. And, uh, yeah, KJ, I think, um, I think BDC is going to make you happy down the road. Mm. <clears throat> BDC Brooks and Bryson. One's a deuce, the other's a chach. I think it perfectly describes <laughs> who they are. Them being on live is so perfect. It makes them even more hateable, which I appreciate. But they're also villainous in a way, and I guess that's good for golf. Too, what's so. next for the live tour? Where are they at now? What's uh, what's the next stop on the C-Dub? I don't know, but no one's watching them. KJ's watching it. No one is watching KJ, them. be our live correspondent. I, I promise you I watch at least 30 minutes to an hour every time that it's been on. Had we, had we Where been they're told? headed next? I You're one of the few. If for some reason we'd been around Tulsa Way a couple weeks ago when they were there, I would have gone up for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, whatchamacallit, like media pass requests need to be automatic. Uh, DC, May 26th at Trump National. Mm. The, the team. Deej will be there. Deej will be there. Let's go. <laughs> of course, it's at Trump National. <laughs> You want to knock out uh, a little NHL? Then we can finish up with the uh, National Basketball Association. Sure. What do you think, KJ? What? Are you? Yeah, go ahead. Here's my take. Golf sucks. Or uh, hockey sucks. <laughs> okay. <Next Okay>. Sport. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, it's just tough. It's very hard to watch right now. I truly hate the Golden Knights sweaters. I hate that jersey. <laughs> I don't like the little sparkles. They look terrible. They got, they're sparkly, aren't they? The spicy mustard color scheme is is bad when they when they released that iteration of their jersey i thought it was just like a like a like a only available to fans i was i didn't know they actually wore those in, in actual games a, a com- but they're a gold commemorative jersey yeah that's what it, it's what it looked like to me just a, a fan shop thing it was commemorating all the nights we've lost throughout the years yeah well of course one of the reasons why i i, I don't love the idea of talking hockey with you dave it's not just that the golden knights are up 2-0 on your Dallas Stars. It's the fashion in which they won both of those games are just a little extra painful if you're a Stars fan, I guess. First one, overtime win. Second game, it looked like the Stars had it. In about a minute before they're even able to pull their goalie, they sneak one in to tie it up. And then so quickly in overtime, they, they finish it off. I know yeah. it's not a fun way to lose. No, yesterday was the most painful sports loss in many 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 months it was very, very for game one we've lost an ot both both previous series we lost game one in overtime mm-hmm. so it was like mm-hmm. okay we've been here before fine you went to overtime that means you played them really well on the road and and obviously in game one like vegas outplayed dallas most of that game 
Whereas game two, that wasn't the case. Dallas played their game for most of it. And then just an awful turnover, Ryan Suter. And I knew, I knew, man. And no one, no one, no one in Stars Twitter, no one in Stars Nation felt good about OT because their their overtime record in the regular season was atrocious. They just lose. Ottinger has never won a playoff overtime game, which is a weird, weird mm. stat. We're down 0-2. I still think – I mean, there's no reason to, to believe that they can't win two at home. They can win two at home. Mm-hmm. Take this thing back. I think there's a good chance yeah. this goes seven. Yeah, that uh, you mentioned the – I think it was the game-tying goal, the one that – the turnover one where Eichel gets it on the boards and just kind of like no look, just flips it back. In the crease, right? Right in front of the goal. That's what you call that? Mm-hmm. Just throws it back in the crease. That was... The blue paint is what they're calling it That was right pretty now. sick. Pretty sick little assist there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we... Um, I'm having fun watching. I uh, I will defreeze it. When uh, when the OT... When I saw the, uh, the light go off in OT and the ref point, we had a goal, good goal. I slammed my laptop shut. Oh. I did. <laughs> I get it, man. I did it. I went full scaries on my bitch ass. You didn't even wait to see if it was it was going to be a challenge nope. or anything. No, I knew. Okay, I'm not waiting around for that. So I honestly have not even seen a replay of that goal. So yeah. I missed it entirely. Um, I don't know if I was watching Brooks' like speech towards the end of the game or what, but the timing of the end of the Stars game and the end of the PGA like were somewhat overlapping. Uh, I came back in from smoking some meats outside thought the game was over and they were interviewing Ryan Suter and it was just between intermission. And I was like, crap. Okay. Come back, finish this out. I'm watching score, watching score flip over. And not only did they tie it up, but then it was over. Like I missed both goals. I, I was just that, just that out of it. Um, can we apologize to anybody who spent, I don't know, six hours of their life rooting for the Carolina hurricanes uh, Thursday night or I think it was Thursday or Friday night in a four overtime game. I tried my damnedest for the like stars first overtime and that wasn't that late, but 1 a.m. Central, I think it was maybe, uh, 2 a.m. Eastern, whatever the hell. No, no, four, four overtimes is too much. They got to fix that. That's terrible. That was a Thursday night game, I believe. Thursday night game. Yeah. Yeah. Four is pretty crazy. And, Man, what an investment to lose that too. You stay up, you got to be at work in five hours. Next thing you know, it's mm. done. You're down 0-1 at home. That's just hell. That's just hell. And now they're down 0-2. Panthers are uh, they're that team, man. They're that team. And that's all I have to say about the Panthers. That's pretty much all I can give you. <laughs> got game three tomorrow night, Dave. Yeah, big D. if somebody wants to pay for my room and board and give me a really, really good <laughs> lower bowl ticket, I will come up to the game and I'll go with you. So any season ticket holders out there, I'll be up there and I'll be ready to rock. I'll be loud. It'll be fun. I think they're going to the, look. I really think they're going to come back, tie it up. We're going to go back to Golden or uh, Golden State. We're going to go back to Vegas, go down three, two. Now we're going to take it back to Dallas. We're taking this fucker to seven is what I'm telling you. I'm hoping. If they somehow get swept or gentlemen sweep, I will be very, very, very upset. Because I, I, I'm i emotionally invested 
more so than I have been with the Dallas sports team in a long time. Because even last year after the conference, after the, the Mavs went to the conference finals, when they when I saw they were going up against Golden State, I never actually thought they could win it all. I was like, Golden State just matches up poorly with them. I genuinely, I told Alyssa before this series started that I would be going to a Stanley Cup game. I was like, I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're It's setting up too good for them. They've got the best all-around team, I think. And now it just, it hurts. It hurts. Luckily, I didn't make any of those bold pro- proclamations on my podcast or on my Twitter or anywhere like that. But fuck, man, that sucks. That really sucked yesterday. And uh, <laughs> the golf at that point was already over. It was like Brooks was just, all he had to do was not triple. Like, you know, it's just done. It was, you just got nothing. Just dead inside. Guess I'll go talk to my son or whatever. What do people do? <laughs> the fuck? Go hang out with my family. <laughs> Gosh. You know, man, where would I be? Where would we be as a show, as a society, without our good friends at Rocket Money? Oh, yeah. You know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. I found this out the hard way. There's so many options for for streaming podcasts, for streaming shows, a lot of subscription services. I signed up for um, a podcast platform a couple years ago just to listen to one show, one season of one show. And uh, I think I paid $5 a month for like the next 12 months until I got Rocket Money. And they're like, hey, you know you still got this thing right here, right? They will find hidden money that's just being taken from you uh, for pretty much anyone out there. We've all subscribed to something we've either forgotten about and stopped using. Maybe we started a free trial and just didn't cancel it in time. Something like that that just kind of slips by you, you know? Rocket Money will catch it. $16 a month for a game service in which I used to utilize to play with you gentlemen every single month, $16, until Rocket Money pointed out, hey, uh, you're not getting embarrassed by teens online anymore. Why are you paying for this? It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app, Stars with a Z, just to watch one show or that free gaming trial that you never actually used, KJ. They will quickly, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions. And if you don't want to pay for it anymore, just hit cancel and it cancels it for you. It's that easy. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash bang. That's rocketmoney.com slash bang. Ooh, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Fucking dog. The dog is dog. the dogs. Just love. Look, if you can get me hyped up for a Heat team, you're doing something right. That guy is a certified killer. He's up there with the ke- the Kepkas of the world. And I love it. I was kind of ho- – I was thinking that this would have been a fun series. Like, oh, dude, Celtics Heat. This will be seven games. Celtics probably get it because they're like a better team all around. I think very few people were giving Miami a chance in this no, series, honestly. No, not at all. And here we are. To, it's 3-0. Both series are 3-0. This is pretty insane. I don't know if it's ever happened where both conference finals have been swept. Have anybody, has anybody seen that stat? Uh, I have not seen that stat. Uh, but 
one thing I didn't realize is this also a repeat from last year. And last year there was without question, like a reason the Celtics were going to be in the finals. The rosters aren't that much different. Now there is a coach change on one side, uh, a certain coach from the Celtics who, uh, got himself into some trouble and was suspended all year before giving Joe Mazzula the job, but the heat aren't that much different from what they rolled out last year. So, a lot of questions on uh, how you go from four two to three zero, dude. <laughs> back to back years. Not only are they not that different, they're actually arguably worse. As Tyler Heroes on the bench, he's hurt. Correct. So, Great point. Yeah, um, I really did have that rundown from what the uh, Heat's season looked like on a timeline standpoint. Uh, Christmas break, Miami's sixteen and seventeen, ninth in the East. All Star break, thirty two and twenty seventh, seventh in the East. They were seventh, um, or they were in the play-in tournament against the Hawks for the 7-8 spot, lost to the Hawks. So then they had to go on and play whomever uh, in the uh, 9-10 game and won that game. Like, they were one loss away from not being in the playoffs at that point. Yeah. And then Tyler Hero, who at the time when he got hurt, was their best three-point shooter, third-leading scorer out against the Bucks, And they beat the Bucks, the defending championship Bucks, like, swept them. Or not Wait, did they sweep them? It might be 4-1, but whatever. Beat the hell out Bucks of the Bucs. Bucks, they Bucks didn't win it last year, but noted. Uh, you're right. The Warriors won it last year, two years ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had to, I had to sports bully you there. I'm sorry. No, nah, you're, you're, you're completely right. Um, just wild. Wild shit. Um, Joe Mazzula's quote after the game, like basically saying I didn't have these players ready to play. Uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown absolutely did nothing in the fourth quarter discussions about like, okay, you're the head coach. Why didn't you have these guys ready to play? It's not that unique of a statement to say, if you're a franchise player, you shouldn't need the coach to have you ready to play. I don't understand what that means. Like that blows my mind. Like that, that's the difference of like a coach. But I think if you have Pat Riley and, and Eric Spolstra, if the coaching staffs were flipped, I think that you might have a 3-0 series the other way. I think Spolstra and then Pat Riley uh, behind him. I think that's how good that that coach is. Tatum has been awful in the fourth quarter, like the entire series. It's really unbelievable from a guy who's people were people were arguing over him being a you know top three player all year for the last MVP couple of years. Chance MVP. Um, I don't really know what that means for a coach to have his team ready or have his players ready. You know, it's, I guess it's just saying the right things. I don't, I don't know at that level with the money those guys are making, like really, what can you say to yeah. get, maybe change up the pregame meal? I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Like he was like youth sports. You're like, did I tell him the right time to show up to the field? <laughs> <laughs> did I have the right juice boxes uh, for after the game? Did they know that they were going to CC's to watch Marcus Lopez eat 38 <laughs> slices of pizza? Did they know that? I should have told them. I didn't have them ready. Yeah, that guy. He poor guy. He, uh, seems like a nice guy. Uh, Going to be looking for a job with a lot of coaches right now. You mentioned Tatum not playing well in the fourth quarter, fourth quarters of the series. LeBron on the other side of it mm. has just kind of disappeared in the fourth quarters. He looks, he just looks old and tired. He looks, his legs look cooked, man. He just doesn't have, didn't have the stamina like he used to. And it's, it's sad to watch. I, I think 
you know, he's, he's going to stick around for a couple more years, obviously. I know he wants to play with the son. Um, he's just not the same guy. I was interested about that because, like, he has said he wants to play with his son, which a lot of things would have to go right. And I'm sure he has the clout to make that happen with the league, have them pull the right strings. But is he the kind of guy that is cool being out there and clearly washed as opposed to, like, someone who – like, Tiger – Tiger Woods, for example. He doesn't want to be out there unless he feels like he has a chance at winning. Does LeBron have that same mentality, or is he is he down to go out there and play eight minutes a night at 40 years old? I don't know. That's really weird. I, think, I, don't, I don't want to think about it. I think he would if his son is out there. I guess so. I mean, he basically that, said that. Isn't that also Tiger's rule, too? Like, I'll play and turn – like, he'll go out to support Charlie. But it's just like in a, in a novelty capacity at that point. If you're just like dragging your old bag of bones out there just to like be yeah. on the court. Your old ass dick. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to be on the court with your kid, which is a very cool thing to do, obviously. But, but man, it's, it's like, also like, that's a lot. That's a, ga- game's on the line. Are you are you in the game? Like, are you going to put on these headphones and podcast when Parks is 19 doing some pods and you're like well, my 85 brain, years old? My brain is, is going and I'm just, you're just dragging me up here. Yeah. Uh, Parks is roasting you for uh, your talking points uh, memos with the boys. Mm-hmm. Like he's doing that for for podcast episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, oh, um, Pete. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're cooked. It's just, they're cooked. It's Denver's a really good team, obviously, but the Lakers just they don't have it. Man. Denver, Denver, Miami is gonna be fun. Yeah, that is a that's got seven written all over it. And if there's one thing I've been right about. It's uh, predicting how long series will go. So that will definitely go seven games, and it will be fun as hell. Denver's Bam fucking and, sick, uh, dude. Yeah. Bam and Jokic is going to be in, you know. Bam's not ready for that defensively. But it's going to be interesting. No, you throw Jimmy Butler on uh, Jamal Murray, like that can be a problem. That's a problem for Denver. Um, did you see – you saw game two <laughs> – how that did you see how that played out where you've got Celtics Great. doing everything right and you got Grant Williams uh just <laughs> the I mean the definition of a role player just a dude guy who does some bits he'll do bits from now and then but you don't get in Jimmy Butler's face there's one dude you don't poke Luka you don't poke LeBron don't poke Jimmy Butler man cuz that was unbelievable <laughs> the the Jimmy the, Butler's post game like statement did you hear that no, like basically said, I kind of like it. If somebody's talking trash to me, it means that they think that I'm good, basically. And I'm like, that's a very low level way of saying that. But he's like, it's like, I appreciate it. I want more of that. You know what? It did focus it, you know, fueled my will to win. Which Sometimes that's a little bit superfluous, but he's like, please keep, you know, I don't know if I'm that guy <laughs> that you want to talk trash to, but by all means, keep it coming. <laughs> Which I was like, that's that's delicious. Like he did not put Grant Williams out. He even said, like, Grant's a good player. Like he hit a big shot, gave him his credit, but don't come, you know, I'm not the, the one you want to fuck with. I appreciated that. Uh we're not that far removed from Jimmy Butler being on a 76ers team with uh Joel Embiid. That's pretty insane. <laughs> that's pretty insane that, that couldn't that didn't work. He didn't have was a that rooting, right? Butler? No, no, no. He deserves one, man. 
I love that guy. Yeah, he does. Was that the, um, um, oh my gosh, the Toronto Raptors game seven as set time is expiring and um, Kawhi, uh, Kawhi from the corner front rim uh, or side rim. Yeah. 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 Side rim. And Embiid falls on. I, I think Butler was on that team. Either way, that's when I think Sixers and like missed opportunities, like that still burns <laughs> thinking about that moment for them. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, anything else, NBA? Don't think so. We could just roll right into the part of the podcast where we continue to podcast, but we party at the same time. It's just a more fun, shorter <laughs> version of going through segments. It's just, you know, it's all it's all light stuff kj never really slips in some really just horrible headline or anything what sports party which good reminder hall of fame running back jim brown left the earth last week uh some people rushed to remind everyone that he wasn't always a great guy but he was a very good cleveland brown (laughs) some people a lot (laughs) do you want to call him out do you take issue with ESP- that? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I'm giving you the platform. Not at not at all. Um, you know, Jim Brown had a no pun intended good run of about three or four years and likely a lifetime of stories that I'm not aware of, of uh, Dom Vi instance, girlfriend's wife at the time. Uh, some pretty gruesome. Um, right after his career ended, which is you know. Uh, not something you want to see at any point in time. And at that point, he was kind of etched into black culture as like a cultural icon, a you know, big part of like civil rights movement to a certain extent from like a media standpoint in movies at the time. Jim Brown was like the epitome of big stars in black culture. So it's difficult to see the news. Also important to remember the other side of things, which you know, having seen this happen in the past, uh, I still remember that people are like visibly near tears in a college football locker room when Michael Jackson's death was announced. And, you know, there were other articles to write about his death too. So anyways, Jim Brown, we'll see ya. I was in my parents' pool when I found out MJ died listening to the ticket in Dallas. <laughs> it just doesn't have anything to do with Jim Brown, but that is where I was when I found out Michael Jackson had passed away. Dylan. I don't have memories of finding that one out. Okay. I, I got to say about Jim Brown, the the bad stuff, there was way more of it than I thought. I really didn't know the extent of it, probably because I wasn't in, around in the 50s, 60s, or 70s. But, um, yeah, <laughs> tough. It's a tough thing, pal. Francis uh, Ngannou. Go ahead. I, can you – we talked briefly about this Friday, and so I was like, did we do this last week? But, no, you and I damn near had a mini segment. How big of a story is this for – UFC for fighting that Francis Ngannou signed with the PFL and not going back to the UFC for foreseeable future. It's a big deal, but you know, I, I, I guess he's, I don't know what the numbers are. He's doing it. He's getting the bag. Francis Ngannou, I don't think a lot of people realize or casual MMA fans realize that he's on the wrong side of, of uh, 30. He's, doesn't have I mean a guy like that who's a who relies on power he'll be okay but like he's not like in his 20s he doesn't have like a 10-year career ahead of him so he's finally getting the bag um him and Dana White going back and forth on whose fault it was he was his contract ended 
UFC didn't offer him uh, the bag, and he's gone. Pro Fighting League, they're going to let him do a boxing match, which I guess might happen. I mean, Tyson Fury's name get, gets thrown out there, which he will absolutely get demolished by Tyson Fury. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy he got paid. And there's been a number of stars in the UFC who have gone to different leagues. You know, one FC, that's where uh, Mighty Mouse went and has had some success, and they're getting paid quite a bit over there. Pro Fighting League, I don't know any of the other fighters in it. Uh, I assume that his career now will be us seeing highlights of him knocking some dude we've never heard of out on Twitter. And maybe we'll show it. Maybe we'll talk about it. I don't know. But I would have liked to have seen him eventually fight John Jones uh, in, the, in the UFC at heavyweight. But doesn't look like it'll happen. Dylan, your Spurs. My Spurs got the number one overall pick in the NBA draft. Much anticipated NBA draft lottery. Are we going to uh, see you courtside with your boots on? Down at the uh, probably not where that, the Spurs play. That at least uh, for a quarter hookup uh, has run dry. Unfortunately, I no longer have that kind of access to uh, the Spurs. But I would like to get down there at some point and see Wimby play, who of course is the much anticipated new star draftee to be. To be. Thank you. So that's exciting. Yeah. I, I you know to be fair, I am somewhat of a casual Spurs fan. Call me fair weather, even if you want. That's you, fine. It's fair. You wait till they get a generational talent. <laughs> yeah. When when they're good, I watch. When they're not good, I, I don't watch. So I get it. They've yeah. been they've been tanking for two seasons, so I get why you haven't been watching. Kind of a cool story though. He and he grew up a Tony Parker guy. They're both French. Hmm. He's got pictures of him as a kid wearing Spurs jerseys. It's it was kind of a cool full circle deal for him. So it, it's fun. KJ. Interesting that uh, Wimby, um, I don't know that he went out of his way. I'm sure he mentions him as an influence as well, but like uh, that the go-to isn't, oh, also reminds us of, I don't know, Rudy Gobert, which mm. he is also French. Um, what blows my mind is uh, that Victor Wimbanyama is 7'4". Rudy Gobert, who's just like freakishly long wingspan and tall and all of those things, 7'1". And Wimbanyama at 18 He's a like, big lad. It's kind of like the uh, Yao Ming Shaq picture, if you've ever seen it. Some where you're like, holy shit. Mind every time. <laughs> Some people think that he might be too big. A lot of those big body dudes have uh, feet trouble, joint problems. Yao Ming, famously. Yao Ming cut his career way short because his feet just couldn't hold up. So uh, hopefully he's not one of those cases. I think, from what I understand, he, he takes his feet very seriously. He does, like, these exercises that are specifically designed for, like, big-footed people to... I've seen those videos. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully he stays healthy. Any guess on shoe size? Ooh, I'm going to say 48. 20. <laughs> 20 and a half. European wow. size of 58. So You were closer. No. <laughs> Dylan was closer. Um, we had another bad-ish bad decision in boxing. Uh, Vasily Lomachenko, Ukrainian. Uh, one of the most fun guys to watch in that division. Uh, against undefeated Devin Haney. And I watched this fight. This is what I did Saturday night. It was quite fun. I streamed it. I thought it was close. I thought there was a good uh, good chance that this would have been a draw. But no, they gave it to Devin Haney. One of the cards was truly awful. I thought Lomachenko won, but only by a round or two. And most of the combat sports world is saying Lomo was robbed. Uh, 
Again, I say this probably like three times a year on this show in the sports party. Like, dude, boxing is fucked. I'm never going to watch boxing again. Luckily, I didn't pay for this stream, so I don't feel too bad. But that sucks, man. Sucks for Loma because he's he's older. He's 36. Um, this mm -hmm. is his third loss. Devin Haney will probably go on to fight Gervonta J Davis or um, somebody else. But mm, whatever. And we got breaking in. Oh, we got breaking news? <coughs> Excuse me. I added this one in as, as I cough on my water. <coughs> The NFL just announced very recently today that uh, teams can now dress out a third quarterback without it counting against the 53-man roster. So big news for, I don't know, Garrett Gilbert, guys like that. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci is another one. <laughs> He's in Denver. He might make no, the team. Of all people to drag into this, he throws in double G. <laughs> it was big news man people who would otherwise be cut <laughs> yeah anyway you want to run it I, it's, is oh. it not I, I don't have like deep thoughts on this but like immediately my brain's like okay why not just to give them a 54 man roster and require three quarterbacks uh it's like the the safety net quarterback is it's kind of a kind of an important role i think Man. that's what i'm saying put them on the it, roster make them pay the but, guy but if you were given a, a, an extra roster spot you probably wouldn't use it on a quarterback you know so it kind of changes the dynamic of your your team yeah. wait does this just mean right. that there's less of a chance of like a receiver having to go back there and run the wildcat or, yeah see mm -hmm. I, I don't we're not I'm against this. denver shit i'm against this I, I i'd like that you know you get once or twice a year that you just they, you have to roll somebody in there who maybe played quarterback in high school, and I think that's fun. It's, it's fun to have fun, Dylan. I look, I like fun. Dave. This fucker doesn't like having fun. Speaking I think. of fun, let's run it back. What's that? Of course, it's the segment Plus. during which we talk about what we already talked about. Yeah. Oh yeah. We talked hockey before talking hockey, even though Dylan is afraid to talk hockey with Dave right now. Dylan took two cruise picks of Little Dicky, aka Mister Leftward Sloping Penis. Mm. Some dude fumbled his grilling situation bad when trying to impress Kayla. Mm. The block was, in fact, hot. KJ is trying to make BDC happen for Bryson DeChambeau. He's just really trying. Dave had nothing left to do but talk to his son and spend time with his family after his Stars lost game two. It's true. KJ again reminds us of a sports death during the segment that's supposed to be a party. He also reminds us of his domestic violence past. Jim Brown's, not KJ's. Uh, right. Jim Brown's. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, KJ's clean on that front. And finally, KJ learned that Devin Haney and Hank Haney are very different. Yeah, two very different guys. Their first names are, are actually not even remotely similar, believe it or not. No, not at all. I was going to chime in that conversation, and as soon as I started to say Hank, David said Hank or Devin again. And I'm like, wait a minute, let me make sure he's right. And he definitely was right. <laughs> Hank Haney, one of the thirstiest live supporters on Twitter. He like clearly is like angling for the live bag and he will RT any pro live stuff on Twitter. And yes, I do follow him still. I don't know. It doesn't make oh. much sense, but I do. It's big weekend for tour pros or PGA pros, whatever. There you go. Good tie in. Good callback. Good show. Good stuff, guys. Any parting thoughts, KJ? Uh live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have tossed it to KJ just now. No, I'll toss it to you. You you got to be <laughs> just looking forward to some hockey, man. Randy, what about you, man? Uh, go Stars. All right. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Fuck you. Fuck All right. Thank you, Randy. Why are we dressed like uh, houses in Seaside today? Mm. 
God, you really are. <laughs> Show us your sleeves real quick before we get out of here. Oh, this is the sleeve that this I'm talking a, about. This is a unraveled. tiny shirt. <laughs> this is a oh, Randy-sized no. shirt. Oh. Now. Now. Can't even Turn get over that. Doors. Doesn't even get over that shoulder, that deltoid. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, show on Tuesday because of Memorial Day. We will be we will be in remembrance. And then we will record Tuesday. Does that work for you guys? Sure. Bye-bye. Mm, I don't want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Oh.